Welcome to Critical Drinking. Oh, sounds different. <laughs> I'm Kevin Regan. I'm Ryan Maley. And uh, we are back after what seemed like kind of a long break, but it's only been, you know, technically a week. These cans are so stouty. Yeah, so I guess first things first, today we are drinking Pabst Blue Ribbon in honor of the unfortunately late, great Dennis Hopper. Pabst Blue Ribbon! <laughs> That was, of course, him from Blue Velvet. I personally think his best role. Yes. Um, Heineken. Yeah, we do have the whole thing. Why don't we... Might as well play it. We uh, we posted this on our Facebook page as well when we found out, because so I didn't it's... find out until Memorial Weekend was over. Yeah. Like, I didn't hear anything about it. Way to go. It's ridiculous. I'm sorry about that, but here it is. What kind of beer do you like? Heineken? Fuck that shit! Pops Blue Ribbon! <laughs> so good. And the the video on the uh, on the Facebook page actually yeah. has the brands like peppered yeah. in there, which is pretty funny. Whoever really put it, that together it really lets it ring out on the ribbon. Ribbon, Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Oh, D Hop, known most famously probably for his role as Bowser in Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, but um, by no means are we calling. Besides Super Mario that, he was a gambling Super fanatic on Entourage. Yeah, one episode and um, true. He was, uh, he went through a bout of, uh, he was actually in Apocalypse Now. Oh, yes, he was, he was in Apocalypse, yes. And, uh, he That's was, a great role. he was in the movie, I think it's called The Last Movie. The Last. That he was in before he kind of, like, you know, was severely drug addicted and went, mm-hmm. like, on a ten year hiatus from life. Yes. Uh, but I think he was in that, which apparently it was a movie about making a movie, and I've heard it sucked, I have never seen it, but I heard That's it was That's kind of like when was, you have two mirrors facing each other and you can see the <laughs> back and forth it never ends a movie about right. making a movie is about making a movie that's right but yeah i heard uh i heard it's only famous for how bad it is it's like an epic failure like edward style yeah exactly um, uh, he's obviously in more famous stuff we're just kidding sorry yeah. dennis sorry d um i call you denny <laughs> he uh we're gonna go grand to slam, breakfast tomorrow we're gonna go to denny's tomorrow in honor yeah, but we're drinking PBRs. I think you can get whipped cream on anything at Denny's. I think it's like <laughs> because of Dennis Hopper. Well, yeah, you blaze the trail. Yeah, blaze the trail whipped cream. That'd be delicious. <laughs> Fuck that shit. <laughs> Whip cream. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, this month it's series month. It's series month. I'm just gonna cut you off over and it, over. It again. was your idea, so you have all the, you have all the right to uh, to claim it as your own. Which, we're, we're 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 doing Star Trek. Yeah, this. Uh, we're starting off with Star Trek, and we've explained this before, but we're we're doing Star Trek uh, today, and then doing our top five Star Trek movies. Mm-hmm. And I think there's like I don't know, there's a double digits. There's eleven. 11. There's yep. eleven, including this the newest yep. one. So we're watching the newest Star Trek because we thought you know, not <laughs> only good on <laughs> yeah, not only does it look good on Blu-ray, but it's, it's really entertaining, and it's kind of it's an unbiased. Pick and the Avatar chick's in it. She's hot. Zoe Saldana. Oh man, yeah, she is. But yeah, so it's kind of the most unbiased because you know, the, you know, the Green Alien is yeah. uh, the Green Alien in what? In uh, Star Trek, the one that, in this one. Yeah, Kurt's making out with. Yeah, is uh, uh, the redhead. Yeah, the redhead. The GI Joe. She's in GI Joe. She plays Scarlet in GI Joe. Really? New one. Guess what her name is? Huh. Rachel Nichols. Is it? And no, it's, it's not. not. Yeah, it is. And wow. it's not the slutty reporter from ESPN. <laughs> not that. 
All right, Rachel Nichols. I hate Rachel Nichols. Fans, I know yeah. you do, but I, I a lot of people think she's hot, and she may not be slutty, the ESPN one, but you kind of had that just got done fucking look, like <laughs> all the time. Her, her hair is all yeah, constantly. Like, yeah, just like <laughs> oh, thanks, Bill. Uh, you know, readjusting a blouse. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, just put this back on. Yeah, rubbing the lip. <laughs> like there's nothing on it. <laughs> oh, we're, we're a big Rachel Nichols fan. Let's get a hook up to her not website me. or something. Not me. Not yeah, well, not you know Rachel what? <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. You're gay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to be watching Star Trek, doing Top 5 Star Trek this week, and then next week is going to be Bond. Which we're actually watching on G4 today. Hey. The Living Daylights. The Living Daylights. Mm-hmm. Which has a pretty good intro song, actually. The Living Daylights. Uh, but we're doing that and then Best Bond, because there are like over 20 Bonds, I think. Yeah, there's 23. 23, yeah. 23, 23 yeah, Bonds. Quantum Souls was Bond 22. Right. Um, yeah, 22 then. 23 is probably. Well, 23 is coming out. Yeah. But we're Michael doing that. Jordan stars in it. Right. The third week, we're doing Empire Strikes Back and doing top five sequels. That's going to be a fun one. Like, immediate sequels. So mm-hmm. you couldn't call Return of the Jedi a sequel to Star Wars because yep. it was the third. And you couldn't call... I mean, it's it's got to be in the same series. So Aliens like, vs. Predator. Yeah. So That would be right. bad. So even if you thought Alien vs. Predator sucks. was an amazing movie, you couldn't do that because it's not the sequel of the beginning of either of those franchises yes um and then the fourth is kind of i guess it's up to you guys yeah at this point we're hoping that franklin shout out nudge nudge will uh come up here and guest host one of these with us yeah he's been wanting to but um we are uh, leaving it up to you to pick what we're doing on our fourth yeah, week i'm gonna leave the poll up yeah and it, via the poll on critical drinking podcast.blogspot.com uh, Lord of the Rings was the early favorite, and then yeah, we went to bed. up to 50%. Yeah. Half the people... Oh, that pissed me off. And then all of a sudden we went to bed one night together. Right. Um, and we woke sleep. up... Bunk, not bunk beds, either. Yeah, Kevin's like, honey, honey, look at this. Twin bed. And I was like, oh, well, yeah. Extra long twin bed. Extra, you're, you're, of you're course, tall. Like, in the, like in the dorms. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> and all of a sudden, aliens just... Showed up out of nowhere. Yeah. Nine additional votes came out of nowhere, and Aliens is... And, like, eight of them were for Aliens. And then someone else voted for Lord of the Rings. So we're tied. Lord yep. of the Rings, Aliens. Jurassic Park. No one voted for that one. Okay, maybe someone did. You um, and someone else, apparently. Yep. And uh, Godfather's in third with yeah. 11. Or but tied for oh, second. Lord of the Rings and Aliens are tied at 33%, so at least... Two-thirds of you guys think one of those should win. Yeah. Uh, Godfather is in third. Get out pretty and Pretty far behind. If you can't 11%. get out and vote, go to, like, a library and get on and there. You know. Yeah. And Die Hard, Jurassic Park, and Other are both tied at in fourth with uh, three or two votes apiece. Mm-hmm. And right now, we have 27 votes total in that poll. So, a couple of votes could really sway... Sway things, you know, one way or the other. But we're leaving it up to you. Seven Jurassic Park votes could put it in a tie. And I'll tell you, <laughs> and I'll tell you what, uh, if we are stuck watching Lord of the Rings, that's going to be a drunk podcast because <laughs> yeah. I only have the uh, the deluxe extended editions. So, oh, jeez. So well, that like, will be a... Like the book ones that um, have the two-disc uh, yep. two DVDs. My prediction is 15. <laughs> 15 beers. Yeah, it's going to be loco edition. Oh, man. Yeah, that would... Oh. We're never doing that again. 
Yeah, we are. Okay, we are. <laughs> we'll do it for our century mark. Yeah. Oh, we'll no, we have that, to do uh, we have to do Century Club for our century mark. That would power be awesome. hour for our sixtieth. Yes. Oh, great. We right. turn eighteen today. Let's yeah. Drinking eighteen. We're legal. Yeah. So we can buy cigarettes. The, uh, look for the website. You know what I mean. <laughs> we can smoke now. Webcam. Barely legal though. Barely legal. A webcam. Yeah. We're just a few minutes in. Yeah. To we're, be eight, legal. we're eight minutes legal. <laughs> eight minutes legal. <laughs> Head right to the titty yeah. bar. Um. But yeah. So we're watching Star Trek, the newest one. I'm not sure how long it is. Mm, um, it's got to be close to two hours. Yeah. But let's do our predictions. And they are remember. PBR. Yeah, it's PBR. Though. Like, the ninety-eight per. Um, I'm gonna go with. Let's see. I had two. This is my third, but I won't count the first two. So go with a balmy, a balmy six. I'm feeling. I'm feeling. You know, a little blue ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> Good work. Uh, you know I... what happens if I if I drink too many. This one? No. This one? Yeah, I get. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Grundy. Oh. Yeah. Grundy. Whatever. I love, um, I love setting it up. That one. No, no, yeah. that one. I get fat. <laughs> yeah, this isn't light beer. This has a few more calories. Mm hmm. Um, sorry, what did you say? I spaced out when you're talking. <laughs> you're a great coach. <laughs> Just give me the number uh, 11. Uh, okay, I said six. The, you said six? Yeah. Are you serious? I, These are PBRs, man. All right. We were originally just going to drink one PBR to open it out <laughs> yeah. and then drink and then something else. We were going to get a six-pack, and then <laughs> Ryan rolls up with a 24-pack and nothing else. I'm like, oh, well, it's going to be that guy. Right, my had a deal. It was like 15 bucks. That's not a deal. Fuck. You get 30 <laughs> Keystones for 15 bucks. This sucks. Uh, nothing so, funny on the can except the logo. Appar- <laughs> that's right. Apparently, California, they sell... They only sell beers in 36-packs now. There are no more 30-packs. God bless <laughs> When can they move? make their way back up here? Arnold, get up here. Make that a new law. Seriously, 36-packs. They make more sense, too. Because in the 30-packs, the handle is kind of off-center, and it's only you've only yeah, added it, a row. It, it was a 24-pack with more shit stuff right. in it. And then you just add another row, so now it's going to be more like a cube instead of a big old rectangle. They should have straps on it so you wear it like a backpack. Yeah, that's a new Keith Stone uh, commercial Keith I can Stone. smell. Stone. I'm going to dress up for Keystone, or as Keystone for Halloween. You are Keystone for Beer Fest, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. No, My dear yeah. Pappy, the antique farmer. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll drink six as well. Uh-oh. I can't say four. Co-host pressured. And I can't say five. <laughs> you obviously said six, so I guess I'll say six. But, uh, yeah, we're going to go watch the movie uh, Drink Six PBRs in, mm, in honor, yeah. every single one in honor of Dennis Hopper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, we'll come back and talk at you. All right. See ya. Critical drinking. 18. It is 18. We are legal. Mm-hmm. We can smoke cigarettes if we want to. Mm-hmm. And we can star and... We discussed this like <laughs> 20 seconds ago. <laughs> Podcast time. Uh, well, I don't know. We're going to insert a song. 
or a song has been inserted. It has been. It has already been inserted. Are we doing James Horner? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. If we can only use glory themes, I can do it all. Well, we might have to. Um, even though... This is an interlude, guys. For God's sake, man. Come on. Exploding <laughs> head. Let's do that with the full, <laughs> complete with exploding head sound. And your voice going, exploding head. Um, you yeah. any little cuss? I'm a colonel. We just watched uh, Star Trek, the 2009 version. Not Star Wars. Not Star Wars, as I originally tweeted. Mm-hmm. I was afraid I was going to do that because I was, you know, I'm used to writing like, or typing Star Wars. And so it just naturally comes as wars. And then I have to delete, 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 T-R-E-K. It's Benedict Arnold. And then sometimes, yeah, and then sometimes when I say it, just not thinking Trek, I say, you know, oh yeah, and Star Wars where uh, J.J. Abrams directed it? It's like, no, Star Trek. Yeah, that's what I meant, that's what I meant. Um, That one. Yeah, but apparently we tweeted that, and that's my bad. I tried to correct it. But uh, we watched Star Trek, and... uh, Let's first of all give our prediction or our prediction results. This was a this was a tough one. This I, was a tough I one. I kind of put six out there. <laughs> and to be honest, I was leading Kev the whole yeah. time, but Kev came on strong. I did. Kev ended like as Captain Kirk was sitting in the chair at the end. Yeah. Yep. And I ended, you know, about two minutes after that. In the credits. In the credits. That's three to one now. That's three to one. You have ended in the credits three times. Uh, me, only no, once. It should be two and a half to one. That was uh, so bad. Three to one. So bad. In the credits is in the credits. Well, and like we were saying, like this is going to be a pretty coherent podcast because one, these are twelve ounces. Yep. And two, they're similar alcohol content, but three, they take about twice as long yeah. to drink. <laughs> they're harder to drink for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. like think of. Mixing Keystone Light with Keystone Ice and uh, Bud Select in King's Cup and just having a whole can of it with some... Uh... Pass Ribbon! <laughs> it's Pass Blue Ribbon, all right? That's all That's all we need to know, <laughs> Sorry. Really. It's like it's like the grossest King's Cup ever in a can, but a delicious can. It is delicious. For hipsters. For hipsters, yeah. For Portland hipsters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but we watched Star Trek, and so let's just dive right into the review of... That movie. You go uh, first. Um, you go first. Okay. First things first. Uh, this is the, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first Star Trek since 03? No. Or is it even before that? Because I know. No, 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 no. It, it's is that uh, 01? No, it's. What was our uh, freshman year of college? Uh, 04. 04. When, no, what? it was 05. 05. Insurrection? Or no, what, uh, Nemesis. Nemesis came out in... Oh, no, wait a minute. No, Nemesis came out in 93, I thought. Or, I mean, 2003, I thought. But anyways. No, because I went and saw... It, was, it may be 2003. It might be 2000. You're right. Okay. but Because I was thinking... The I went to go see Lord of the Rings Return of the King at a midnight showing at Wilsonville Theater. Yeah. And we snuck into Nemesis where there was uh, three uh, people there and then uh, got kicked out uh, for trying to kill time. I'm sorry that we still had four hours till Return of the King. <laughs> right. um, but, you know, that was like one of the only times I've been to Wilsonville besides the time we went and saw episode three, episode three. which was awesome. 
Was. Trying to sell the back of a seat and putting good. the Doritos behind the... That was good. Uh, and stealing good. Boogie Nights. But, good, um, good. <laughs> good movie to steal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is, this is a... Yeah, it's, it's been, it's a, been while. a while since... A Star Trek has come out. Well, because Next Generation, which, uh, and I'm just letting you guys know, Next Generation is by far my favorite, and I wouldn't even, like, it'd be my first, second, and third of the Star Trek series. Yeah. And then everything else would be after it. Like, so, and the reason it took so long, or to make this movie was because, no, Cisco (laughs) sucks. Quark's awesome. Cisco's in 24. He is. He's President Palmer, I believe. One President Palmer. President Palmer. Yeah. No, 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 that's not him. President Palmer is not because aren't like aren't there two people who play President Palmer? No, President Palmer. And then he's got his twin. Well, I don't know. President Palmer one was is the Allstate State State Farm guy. Yeah, you're right. And then it's the other guy. This guy played the principal in American History Next. Ah, next X. Yeah, I just watched that today. Actually, it was on. Yeah, Fex. It was on. Yeah, but anyways, this is a good. Like, this was, oh, not, this is a six. Oh, 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 I was going to say that. The oh, reason, sorry. the long gap was because Voyager sucked. They weren't going to make a movie about Voyager people. Right. Enterprise was okay, but they weren't going to make a movie about it, you yeah. know? Yeah, And then Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica. I mean, um, <laughs> Battlestar Galactica is something different. So, you know, that that's a reason for the huge gap. But, right. yeah, keep it going. Sorry. Okay. Um, I just offended but I so this many was, people right there. This is going to be so bad. I thought this was robots. A, uh, I thought this was a good reboot because that's honestly what it was. It was basically <clears throat> anytime you get an origin story, it's a reboot of a series. And this series, I mean, or of a franchise. And this franchise, let's be honest, needed a reboot more than it needed just another sequel. True. You know what I mean. And so I thought that as far as Nemesis wasn't as bad as they said. Big Erection. No, I didn't think so either. Big Erection was way worse. Big Erection. Insurrection. Big Erection. Right. Yeah, I agree. Was a lot worse. I but I think this movie did a good job of rebooting Data's the series. Data's head floats around. And and I'll I'll get I'll get into that later. But uh, the first watching this movie, I've seen this movie maybe three or four times, and the the intro always reminds me of Sunshine, the movie. We were oh doing yeah, in the very first beginning. The- and the very beginning, because it pans across like the panels of the ship. And it's really mm-hmm. close up, and so you kind of, and it's gold, which is what the Icarus was. I think, yeah, well, I, but it's got that little bing bing. It's got the little homing beacon sound that was used for the Icarus one in Sunshine. I, and uh, it also reminds me of that, but I think it's also a classic sci-fi opening. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure. Oh a, yeah, oh, a, for a, sure. Aliens starts uh, 2001. Yeah, probably. 2001. Like yeah. I think it's just kind Star, of a classic. Star Wars opens like that, basically. Well, I mean, yeah. essentially, you just get a close-up of a ship. Yeah, Tantive. Not that close Tantive up, 4 was getting fucked up. Pew, pew. That was a hard card to get on the yeah. customizable card game. Um, but Customizable. The few things I have to say, like the, the few specific things that I noticed throughout the movie. Um, one was that I think every Star Trek movie needs a wormhole. Or some way of space-time gaps. To get into the Delta Quadrant. <laughs> right, this, Janeway? And this this movie, it really, it opened it up right, like right in the beginning, you see Nero come through the space-time gap. Yeah. And you it's, see him open up into the, you know, what was the, uh, whatever that ship was called, the Kelvin. USS yeah. Kelvin or whatever. And I think that it, there a Star Trek movie is not complete unless you have some form of space-time 
discontinuum. Discontinuum. And it does get somewhat annoying. We were talking about throughout the movie. Yeah, the yeah. Whole, whole thing of time travel kind of gets... Yeah. If you That's, think about too hard, because it's just like... The one thing you have on your side is time. Right. So why is are people rushing to do things? And why are people, you know... Yeah. Well... But, but I mean, it, it... But besides thinking too hard into it, but... No. It helps, it helps... Time travel is also fun. Yeah, and it, it's like, fun. It, it really does make the movie more interesting. Yeah. And non, not, you know, storybook. You know, no, I'll agree. It's easy to go with. So. I'll agree. It, it gives it some facets of, you know, like, you have to think about things. And it, it makes you think. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, you know, a start to finish. It's kind of a start to 100 years in the future to 100 years back to, you know... Back the in part I, I just this time I've probably seen him about five times. Yeah, um, when Spock is talking to Kirk on Hoth, I mean yeah. the Ice Planet, sorry. <laughs> uh, being attacked by Johnny Rico Eater, the yeah. Starship Troopers aliens, <laughs> right? right. Uh, like you were saying, um, the little butthole alien. Well, that one looked kind of like a vagina. The one on Starship Troopers looked like a butthole. Giant that's for sure. Butthole, yeah, I did. Uh, because 129 years from now, and so I was like, oh, man. So when I'm still alive, and you're dead, Kirk, yeah. and we're supposed to be best friends. <laughs> right. It's just kind of yeah. a funny well, point I so, saw. Good one, Ryan. So if, if Nero, the bad guy played by Eric Bana, who I thought was actually pretty good. what We've been told he's been played by Eric Bana, but I don't see anything in yeah. there that oh, looks like Eric Bana. It, Right when they first show him, when he's sitting in the chair, like, you know, with his fists kind of... Yeah, he does kind of look he looks, like... He has Eric Bana face. There, he's got... <laughs> That's a thing. Bana face. That's a thing. He has Eric Bana slap face. Backs. Yeah, slap backs. Yeah, Oh. But Eric Bana face. I mean, you can tell it's Eric Bana. And then the rest of it, you can you can kind of notice if you're looking for him that he's hiding his accent. I can't believe that he gets the same amount of line or gets the same cred as his first in command, who I believe may have about ten more lines than he does. Yeah, but he's not as menacing. Yeah, I know. But it's just, it's, Eric Bana is a main kind of thing. And it's yeah. kind of funny that he never talks. He just sits there in the background. So and then the first come in. So just, um, but, I mean, if narrow time travels... And he's looking for Spock this whole time. And he finally, well, I mean, he finds Spock, which for old Spock was 20 minutes later. And for Nero was 25 years later. Mm. Uh, he finds Spock and he maroons him on the ice planet. Ha. Huh. Yep. To watch his uh, planet be destroyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is pretty awesome effects, actually. that yeah. The whole planet being, you know, sucked into itself, into the singularity, that's a pretty awesome effect. But if he does that... And then Kirk and old Spock, new Kirk and old Spock are hanging out and, and they basically anything Kirk does at that point, doesn't that change old Spock's memory? Because it would have been new Spock or I mean, it would have been new Kirk and old Spock and doesn't that, and then, and then the only question, the only other question I have is, is how much of the rest of the Star Trek universe can J.J. Abrams possibly fuck up using time travel? Because there's really a lot of questions that are that were you know came up to me at least when I was watching this movie. That was like, this J.J. You don't have to do this. You don't. Yeah, you don't have to deal with really, this time travel. What's really shit fucked up confusing. is in Star Trek Two or Star Trek Twelve 
when yeah. Picard travels back in time and knocks up Uhura. Yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> he just fucks her yeah. and leaves and goes back in time and yeah. like then he sleeps with his own daughter. It's really weird because he Zoe doesn't Saldana? know. He doesn't know. Was it Zoe Saldana? Probably. No, it wasn't because she wasn't old enough to play. Well, yeah. See, that's the thing is that uh, when he started going with time travel, is there's like the preliminary no, like, yeah. oh, okay, I get it. Time, you know, oh, it's that guy. But later on, but then when you start thinking about, it, you're like, oh, that, no, yeah. that's not. No, 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 no. no. But but, uh, but the only other thing I have to say about this is that it was. I thought it was really well done in. In the frame of making a movie that people in 2009 are just going to want to go see and, and you know flock to, as well as appeal to the Star Trek. I was really, I was really Star surprised Trek when fans. I saw this movie. Yeah. I but, really enjoyed it, but yeah. But one of the things that kind of, and this, I mean, this happens in in a lot of reboots, but not as prevalent as this is that a lot of characters really early on. A lot of people died conveniently so that all these new characters could immediately assume their I was host. thinking that. I was like, how many how many uh, I mean, really. Federation ships go through three captains in like yeah. half a day? Right? And yeah. so it's it's convenient that all these people, and then, oh, hey, uh, you know, Uhura, you speak three dialects, or all three Will dialects, Will Ferrell right? look alike from <laughs> Legally Blonde 1? Yeah. Leave! Yeah. You, you, uh, you speak them all? Relieve this, who knows how long he's been there. Yeah. I mean, well... He's I, I like because the Enterprise was new. I like what you said about this, the doctor. Yo, doctor, blah blah blah. Well, he's dead. Yeah, this is McCoy. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, you're cool. senior commanding officer. Check. Quick. Yeah. Yeah. He the, just wanted to call the chat. Uh, and what were you, what were you <laughs> calling about, homie? He just wanted to call the chat. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's my. I mean, if I were going to give this movie, I mean, those are oh, yeah, we got to do rating. Yeah. Those well, are not little right little, now, but okay. Those are my little nitpicky things. Overall, I think this movie was really good. I was really surprised because me, I was introduced to Star Wars by, or Star Trek. There's one. There it is. There's one. I was introduced to Star Trek late in the game. Uh, and, you know, I tried to catch up, but I wasn't, I've, I've never been a Trekkie. I've never been a guy that's I've really into. I've never been a Trekkie, into, but no, no. I've, I've been into I've it. I've never so. been really into Star Trek. And as much as I, you know, I've seen most, I would say I've seen most of the movies, but you know, I've never been really into that whole... Please tell me you've seen number five more than once, because if you have, there's a special place in hell for you. <laughs> uh, I have not. What's number five? <laughs> Final Frontier. Through the giant talking godhead. I have not seen number five. Good. Actually, at all. <laughs> um, I, I If you let me shit on your computer and then, you know, then lick it, it, yeah, it's <laughs> a, like, the taste would be better <laughs> than the Final Frontier. Ooh. Uh, Okay. Interesting, interesting. But I, I think this movie was really good. It's as far as in its own right, it's really entertaining and it's it's a lot of fun. In the in the context of all Star Trek, I think that it's actually a contender, and it's it's it almost just like a, a lot of the older Star Trek movies have done to reboot the franchise, so to speak. I think this one more than ever really has the right to reboot the franchise again. Yeah. And so that's I'll give my I'll give my rating when you don't do yeah. yeah. Um I just I just got quick points. Yeah. I really, really, really think the best part of this movie is opening. I think it's I think it's emotional. I think it's a great start. Yeah. It captures you. It really and my is. favorite part is when the wife's getting shot off in the thing and mm-hmm. then it's just uh the mu- the music playing. Yeah. And, 
you know, things fire. I don't know. It was it's just, just a good moment. And the other moment that you're talking about was when, you know, it's a seri- uh, serious movie, or it's a different movie when things explode and the chick goes out in space, and once she enters space, it goes yeah. silent, yes. and you just see, yes. like... Finally, a movie was made where they realized, hey, there's no, there's <laughs> there's no, no sound, sound in space. And so whenever we actually went into, like, yeah. space without being yeah. in a ship or anything... It was silent, and which even I love. And, and in some movies, even though the the characters may be silent or something, you may hear a a ching, uh, something like that, or you may hear music. No, it literally went like yeah, it was once, quiet. Once space was the only thing there, yeah. that well, everything like, went quiet. The best part, I think, to illustrate this was when they were diving to to the um, you the know, drill. what to the drill. BP's they were diving, drill. right? They were t- if only we could have time traveled. Mm-hmm. To find out that BP was going to fuck the golf up, but but the drill they were diving to the three bogeys fucked was... the golf up. <laughs> fuck the golf up. I get it. Um, I don't. They were dr- they were diving to the drill and everything was quiet. And then you went inside one of their helmets and you could hear the breathing, mm-hmm. but only the breathing. And then yeah. once you were entering the atmosphere, then started you started to... hearing yeah. things. Yeah, that was awesome. I thought that was really well done, and that was obviously. Specifically, done like that. I haven't seen Cloverfield. Didn't he? Didn't he direct he did. that one also? Yeah, I did. But one thing I've always noticed about this he and did the Rush Hours. What he did Rush Hours? Who JJ yeah, Abrams? Abrams? No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. He did Rush Hour too. I think. No, Brett Ratner has done every Rush Hour in sure? the history of sure? Rush Hour. Brett, yes. Okay. Good. Brett Ratner's gross. But Rush Hour 1 was kind of funny. No, it wasn't. The way that... I love the way that he shoots lights in this movie. I mean, everything has a glare and a beam of light. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's yeah. original and it's like... I don't know. It's it's spacey the way he does it. But it really does catch your eyes and it's different. Um, I don't even know what else to say to that. But yeah. I yeah. want to say that no, Ricky Gervais is awesome in this. <laughs> <laughs> what? Sorry, I mean Simon Pegg is awesome in this. Those British comedians are yeah, amazing. They're right. like synonymous with one another. He's great, but he's not as good as Chekhov. <laughs> yeah, seriously, Chekhov is actually really good in this. Really? Do you think so? Exactly. That's true. That's exactly. true. But you know what? You should tell me something about Chekhov. I don't know. Uh huh. Yeah. He's great. Well, he was really good. He was only 17, and he was in... Uh, oh, I hadn't thought about that. That's a good point. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was the dude in uh, Alpha Dog. Yeah, and he, he plays Dog. Kyle Reese in Terminator Salvation, mm. which came out like a month after this. Yeah, so um, I'm Chekhov in Star Trek, and I play Michael Bean in uh, Terminator, <laughs> which is way more prestigious because Michael Bean's the greatest Navy SEAL actor of our time. Well, he's not a Navy SEAL, but the greatest actor to play a Navy SEAL. Play Navy SEAL. Yeah. We're invisible. Um, invisible. Invisible. Besides that, I really think that uh, Zachary Quinn does a great Spock. Agreed. I think he's actually perfect. Yep. To I be honest, it. I think he's great. Uh, one thing I didn't like is that this had an American Pie ending. At the ending of every American Pie is... You know, the main characters just kind of sitting at the party, you know, yep. looking around. 
do the nod with the right. with the cup. You know, hey, what's up over there, main guy with the bottle? Yo, what's up? <laughs> Same thing that happens at the end of this. It's like, all right, uh, uh, Harold looks <laughs> Harold looks at right. Chekhov and goes, what's up? And Chekhov looks at the captain who looks at uh, Spock, who looks at Bones, who looks at uh, Uhura. You're like, ah, Jesus Christ. All right, we know they're the main people. Yeah. Yo. Yo, we so, get it. So. That was good, huh? Yeah. That was good. That was good. That's, that's the look they give. That's, yeah. It's like, hey, hey, that was good, right? Yeah. Hey, yep, dude, that was you good. did great, okay, dude. Close the movie. Don't worry about close it. Close the movie. Yeah. And then the, my last point is... I didn't even notice that. Really? I must have been trying to finish my This is This is the point that I'm really offended by. I'm sure Star Trek fans in general, aka Maddie C, is going to come in and tell me why I'm wrong about this, but yeah. there is an amazing, amazing... For all the technological advances that go on in the Star Trek universe, an amazing lack of robots and droids that do anything in this. That's really true. It's all aliens that do anything, but there's no robots, there's no droids. I mean, I'm thinking about, like, the thing that brought me to this was when Chekhov was like, or, uh, sorry, Sky was like, yeah, if this has any sense, you're going to be in a cargo bay. It's like, well, you know, you could kind of test that, you know, you could put a droid for, or, you know, I mean, like... There's really no, and when you go back to thinking about, besides Data, who is, like, the best droid ever. Yeah. Like, an android, you know, he's the best droid ever. Shouldn't there be, like, shittier versions of him everywhere, like, doing things? Trying, yeah. It's kind of, it kind of was weird, just, like, Ryan opening that. Ryan? Yeah. Oh, you got a new one. Ah! Cover me. I'm reloading. (laughs) <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta cover me because I'm reloading the beer. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, get rid of that. But the droids, where are they? Come on. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that actually. Uh, you know what I'm actually thinking is that over on the TV right now, uh, yeah, uh, there's a bond on, uh, and it's uh, what bond is this? And the kill time. Uh, license to kill. License to kill. Yeah. And you know who's in it? In these 50, these 30 seconds I've been watching it, you Beautician know who's in it? and the Beast. No, no, no. Not only... Whoa. No, no, no. Not that. Not only is uh, Dalton in it, Beach, but... Uh, the, he's the Beast. Yeah. But so is Benicio Del Toro <laughs> as a young Benicio Del Toro. And Wayne Newton! Wayne! Wayne Newton is on screen right now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> who who does Wayne Newton play? Uh, oh, darling, dark as shame. Um, Here yeah. we go, Central Park and Store. One of those things. Scooby-Doo, uh, his own channel, too. The way you tell your dress. What a mess. I but confess. I think one, one of the last points I want to make You're about the best Star Trek. Oh, Scooby-Doo. Is, is that. Is like Shaggy Poo. <laughs> is that they. You're in 3D. Yeah, and it's hard to see you in two. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Is that uh, one of the last points I want to make? Say it, thanks. Oh, wait, you didn't ask me to. Uh... <laughs> I want the other one. Even though we aren't there yet, can we just pretend I upgraded? No, you got to drink three to that. Oh, you got to drink three Christ. to wrap the pot. Yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a special reward if we open, if we crack our third beer while doing our post. So that's one more? Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. 
Yeah, that's one more. One more. So you got to down that. Um, But yeah, so one of the last things I have to say about that is that they did a really good job setting the characters up to where even though you know about them, you know... You know what they're eventually going to be. Yeah, you really get you know a sense the end result, but but you really get a, a good sense that Spock and Kirk actually dislike each other at the beginning. Yeah, and that everyone really isn't like they do a good job setting the characters up in that whole origin story. That you can buy the fact that it's tough. By the end, Spock and Kirk like each other, but it wasn't always that way, and you can buy that. Yeah, to be honest, the Spock scene, I think, was needed as a kid. But the Kurt sabotage Beastie Boys driving the car yeah. uh, was really not needed at all. It, yeah. it, that it could have been shown in the bar fight scene. The only reason why they did that was to uh, show not only how rebellious he was as a kid, but also Nokia, to introduce him as Nokia James Tiberius Kurt. Yeah. That's the only reason that was there. And Nokia needed their spot in. Right, yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, give so, a rating, Sonny. I'm gonna give this an eight out of ten, and I think that it was almost a nine because I really thought this was an awesome movie. And taking it's it great fun to watch. I mean, it's taking it out of the every time you of, watch it is is yeah, fun. Taking it out of the context of Star Trek, it's still a really fun movie to watch. Mm-hmm. And you know, there were just a few things that you know. You know, it's 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 good, and I don't think it was based on any source material. I think it was an original script. I really like it but, when uh, Kirk's running around with all the different diseases and uh, McCoy's yeah. chasing them. <laughs> yeah, that's but that's classic. But people, Star Trek, but people like, hand hand yeah. Carl Urban is that his name? Carl Urban for being McCoy, and I was like, you hand him because he was exactly what McCoy right. was in the show. Yeah, he was cheesy. He was cranky. And you know what? It was awesome. Yeah. And I think that's I can true. fix that. Yeah. I also think that the the um, monsters, basically, on Hoth mm-hmm. were unnecessary. Uh, they added kind of a little bit of suspense to, hey, is Kirk going to live on this marooned? Is he ever going to get off this? We already knew he was. Yeah, why, knew, I mean, why do you need that? Why, why would do you the need, giant... Why yeah. do you need Banthas? I mean, Banth- the what? Wampas, by the way. Wampas. What are Banthas? Banthas are all on Tatooine. They're the thing that the Tatooine Raiders are. Damn it. Are, uh, right. All right. So, but no, winter, the, the giant, winter Banthas. The giant. <laughs> but why wouldn't the giant monster that ate the medium sized monster or attacked it just all of a sudden go after Kirk when he had well, a wonderful meal dude, right I mean, in front of him? It was so much bigger than Kirk. Yeah. Why wouldn't like, he just yeah. eat that? I know. I was like, oh. is he that hungry? Yeah. Does he know he's coming that, back? Like that, it doesn't. That make monster sense. was six times bigger than Kirk was. By I've been, I mean, I've been attacked by a couple lions, and I know that they go <laughs> for what they can get first. Yeah, I mean, lions are known as scavengers, and so they'll go after you. But yeah, you know, yeah, until there's a zebra carcass over there, <laughs> right? You look so awesome in your glasses, in your three D glasses. I wish I had a picture of this. To show the fans of what I'm looking at. Your rating was an 8. My rating was an 8. And you almost gave it a 9. I almost gave it a 9. That's why they invented 8.5. And, <laughs> and that's what I give it. So, I give yes. it an 8.5 because every time I watch this movie, I love it. Yeah. You almost hit it. Good work. Hold on, I'm going to go for the Kevin almost hit. Yeah. <laughs> um. That's why they have 8.5. <laughs> <laughs> Rehashed. Yeah. 
I really enjoy this movie. Every time I watch it, I like it. <laughs> that's, that's basically that's it. That's about it. So, basically it. fuck that. Eight and a half. There you go. Eight and a half. Boom. Let's move on. So, we're introducing a new segment into uh, Critical Drinking after our review. It's called What We Watched. But, what? Uh, see, I'm so confused about it. Like About what? Do we kind of like do a, we're stopping here officially until no. we get a top five, and then we talk about it, and then we add it in? Or are we just going to talk about it right now? We just talk about it right now. All right, what do you watch? So this is what we watch. We're, uh, we're going to talk about the movies that we watched from the last Critical Drinking episode to this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were there were two that I watched that I would wish to uh, speak of. Yeah. The first is The Invention of Lying. With ah, Ricky with, Gervais. With Simon Pegg, yes. With... <laughs> With Ricky Gervais and uh, Jennifer Garner, and I went into this, and I, you know, this is you didn't go into it. You watched okay, it on your television. yeah, whatever. I, I Netflixed it, and uh, I walked into the room into and then put it on, player. and then yeah. went into it um, with pretty low expectations because I hadn't heard any good things about it, and it didn't get great reviews. And so when I was watching it, you know, it was funny and it was original. Like I felt like it was kind of. Like, the premise was pretty pretty funny. Mm-hmm. It used what, you know, it used the fact that no one could lie. It used it all right. It didn't use it well enough. Mm-hmm. Because, honestly, I think that that could have been done way funnier. But the one thing I'll say about this movie, it had so many cameos. There were so I heard, many I heard cameos in this. It's ridiculous how many cameos. No one is marketed in the trailers in this that makes a cameo. And it is... Like honestly, it's worth watching just for the cameos. If you're a movie it makes fan, me want to watch yeah. it the way you, that you, you say that. You wanna you wanna watch it because it's fun seeing everybody going. Wait, is is that that is? I know that you said that you tweeted about it, yeah. and like I was like, what cameos? Yeah, and then you see it, and I'm serious. Like that that's they were good. Like the the cameos were actually good too, and they were you know they weren't just for just to oh Benicio like just got shot. Benicio just got shot. And Timothy Dalton is pulling him down, and he's now, oh, he's about to die. Anyways. El Toro! <laughs> he's about to die. Uh, the second movie I watched was Choke with yeah. Sam Rockwell. And I've seen some of Choke. Others. Um, Sam Rockwell, what I'll say about this is that this was based on a We're Chuck We're big Palinuk Sam Rockwell book. fans here. Yeah. We've talked about this. Yeah, this was based on a Chuck Palahniuk book. And, and, and two hours of yeah. fun. And Chuck Palahniuk also did Fight Club. And I didn't like Fight Club, as you've heard last episode. Um, Hasn't watched it in a while. And this... Yeah, it's true. This movie is in the same sort of vein as Chuck... And I I haven't read the book, but there seem to be so many layers in this movie. And there seem to be so many things to keep track of. And it was only 85 minutes long. But a lot of it... Yeah, a lot of it... A lot of it... Yeah, a lot of it lost me. And a lot of it seemed like... Second viewing. Yeah, maybe a second viewing, but I've seen Fight Club multiple times, for the record. Seen but twice. But uh, this movie seemed it, it kind of escaped me for a while, but it also gave me the same feeling as Fight Club did, where the payoff at the end, where you find out this crucial thing about a certain character, mm-hmm. is not that exciting. But really, what I think about this movie is that it's it's just another chance to watch Sam Rockwell be. Really, really good, but in a different role than he was in Moon. I think That's he was true. really good. And and it's kind of about exploring his character, so you even get more of Sam Rockwell. But 
the one the one scene that's the best. I don't want to ruin it, but it's the hand job scene. That's what I'll say. There's a hand job scene. I do want to say I've seen some of it. I do want to see it. That's the best Um, scene. My what I saw has about four points, Mm. and they all don't make a lot of sense. But the first point is that I watched some of The Hangover this week. Yeah, and I laughed. Good. My second point is I watched <laughs> about 40 or 50% of Living Daylights today. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. Yep. Okay. I watched the end of Transformers 2. And for people that don't know, which is everyone, because I don't think I've told this story, is that I went to Transformers 2 already inebriated mm-hmm. and brought in a pint of rum. Captain Morgan's, a pint, bought a large Diet Coke, went to the bathroom. Uh, there wasn't enough room, so I poured some of it out <laughs> into the toilet. Naturally. And it sounded like I was taking the worst dump of all time because it just, goes, <laughs> you know, just pours yeah. in. So then I emptied the whole uh, pint into it, uh, go to the movie. It was a midnight showing mm-hmm. of uh, Transformers 2. Start Naturally. drinking and thinking, man, this is wonderful. Little do I know that, you know, the straw's at the bottom of the, you know, (laughs) the bottom of the drink. Yeah. And so, once the last, you know, quarter of the movie starts, I'm completely shit-faced. I just woo every time I see Megan Fox on and get people (laughs) mad at me. But... Yes, you're, you're drinking all rum. And yeah, all drink. rum, and yeah. I was already hammered before that. I don't remember any. Of, I really don't remember any of it. And then I just watched the end of Transformers Two, like this week, and I was like, "Wow, <laughs> I don't remember any of this at all." That's awesome. So it was a real surprise to me that John Turturro got so many lines, but I like John Turturro, so it's all right. And the last thing I watched was. <laughs> It's a show oh. that's been, if you have DirecTV, you've seen it all already. Friday Night Lights is probably my favorite show. This weekend, or this week's show was Beyond Incredible and involved death. Mm. That's, yeah. mm. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just, this episode may win an, an Emmy for more than one person's. So yeah, so that's we're going to go to our top five now. Well, we're going to take a break first. Well, yeah, we're taking so, a break, uh, but then we're going to our top five. That's right. So we'll get you on the flip side. Who's ever said that? Who said that? Uh, catch you on the flip side. All right. I apologize for that. I'm an idiot. Uh, bye. back and we are about to get into our top five before i get into my top five i'm gonna get into another beer that's not scripted Wait. oh yeah he has just upgraded to his third beer i'm sergeant major three now he is sergeant major i'm a three. level 29.7 all right so we're gonna get into our top five and, oh 
Oh! <laughs> Me too! I just upgraded also to you, my third. You just owed your own. <laughs> you just... Oh, cover me, I'm really like, crap, I gotta get the mouse. Oh! I did that. It's production. You should, we it's should play better. It's called production. Yeah, top five, let's but do yeah, it. We're getting into our top five, so. Oh, uh, I'm gonna flip, the, I'm gonna flip this are, to see who goes okay, first. Okay, these are top five Whatever Star Trek points, movies. You do it, you know how to do it. You like, you like. Point, point goes. Counterpoint. You. Alright, so I'll you're go first. first. Number five. Top five Star Trek. Sometimes you just gotta go. Because I'm going to San Francisco. Tell me it is. Number four, The Voyage Home. Number four. An enjoyable movie, and it, it starred Wells, which is one of my favorite species. Actually, I really enjoy this movie, and that's the reason I put it as number five, because it was good. And that's really all I have to say. Scotty was funny. <laughs> On to you. Weird, my number five. <laughs> number four, The Voyage Home. Uh, they were on Earth. It involved whales. It was funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think that it was the silly kind of Star Trek entertainment that we all enjoy. Um, and I think it actually sealed the deal for Next Generation movies because it made 133 mil. Wow. Which was third, I think, third best. Um, and, had to, and that was a silly movie. It was yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah, but it, it was, was it a was, silly movie. It was third best of all... Of all the movies, so well, I don't far, know. If, so. I, I mean, I don't know if the fans all know the this. All the fans know this, but dare I say, but at least in the original trilogy, if you had an odd number, you sucked. Yep, and it's it's kind of so, always been that way. It's been the even numbers. The even number Star Trek films have been excellent. Yeah, I agree. Especially, but, uh, I mean, Search for Spock was okay, but yeah. one and five were. Yeah. But I think that the whole 2, 3, Prostitute and 4, missing. like 2, 3, and 4 had a mini trilogy, and it was a good success, but I think the 133 mil that this made gave the studios a little bit more confidence Hump to, back whales. to make the next generation movies, and that's why it's on my list. Yeah, whales. Hump America. back United whales. If it was Sue, I'm sure you would have preferred sperm whales, but that's all right. <laughs> my number four <laughs> is Star Trek Nemesis. Yeah! Uh, yeah! <laughs> this this wasn't the best movie as a whole. Nemesis! But I really, I really liked it. Um, I think that the idea of the I've most never, badass I've, character... I've never been so happy about my partner until right now. <laughs> the, uh, I didn't have the guts to do this. Do it! The, uh, the idea of the most badass Star Trek character ever, Captain Picard... Yeah. Battling against... A clone of himself yeah. is a great idea. And that's because that, Picard is the most badass. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Get that out of there. Um, I think that... <laughs> you are really excited. You are really excited. Get that paper out of there. <laughs> okay. This is the so happiest this day of my your, life. This doesn't show up on your list? No, because I'm a Vagina. A Vagine. Um, but yeah. It so wanted to be. Why not have the best battling the best? That's my thing. I'm, I mean, a lot of people think this movie was pretty ridiculous. And it kind of is. 
But well, it was thought, so it was so out of date, you yeah, know, because yeah. Next Generation been off there for right. a long ass time. But I thought then, it was yeah. really entertaining, and I actually thought the villain was good enough to play kind of opposite Picard, um, and so. It was entertaining, and really, if there's anything in a Star Trek movie I really look for, it's entertainment. And so, that's, that's why true. it's my number four. And the whole, like, first 15 minutes of the movie is a scene-by-scene stealing of episode two. It's like, oh, mm. Congress coming in, oh, and all this stuff. But I don't care. Nemesis <laughs> is awesome. I, I'm, I'm so happy you did that. Yep. I just feel like a loser now. As my, you should. My number four... Is sometimes you're filled with anger. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're filled with wrath of Khan. A lot of people put it as number one or number two. Problem is, I don't think that. Mm. It has probably the most famous Star Trek line ever. Khan! It does. But, Khan's a little too human-y for me. He's not really a bad guy. I mean, I know there's clones. Clones are bad guys. Mm-hmm. This guy wears a vest. I have a problem cool. with guys being pissed at people that wear vests. It's just too funny. And he had long hair. His <laughs> hair touched his vest. It did. That's true. That's a good point. He needs to invest in better haircuts. <laughs> oh, I hadn't thought about that. That's a good point. So, he needs to invest in better haircuts. That's the best joke you've had all day. <laughs> so that's why it's my number four. Is it my number? No- yeah, it's my number four. Yep. I'm is. not going to say any more about that. I'm okay. sorry, Maddie C., but that's, that's what happens. That's fine. Yeah, Nicholas Meyer directed number five and number four on my shit. On my shit list. Don't worry about it. <laughs> now it's All time right. for my number three. Yes, it is. Which is another even number. This country's been discovered. No, it hasn't. It's an <laughs> undiscovered country. Star Trek episode six. And this is an abomination for me. Because I don't like original Star Trek, but I'm going to put three in my top five for now. Three of the first three are the original. This movie's sweet. There's floating (laughs) blood. There's something that explodes in it. And to be honest, it's the closest thing to good special effects that any of the first six movies had seen. So, well, I felt like, well, I felt like this was a movie that I could watch again. You can't fault them for not having good effects, though. They're, I mean, I they were they were pretty standard for having bad effects, but that this one the just, type of effects weren't number as six. Available. Well, number six though, to me, just seems like they gave. They tried a little bit harder. Yeah, they tried a little bit harder in it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. You know, you know, Sulu was in it, mm-hmm. sperm whales and everything. Yeah, um, I like this movie. It's probably the movie I watched most as a kid, just because Generations and all, no Next Generation was out yet, and this was the only one I could sit through. Mm. So, besides, well, I could sit through the whale part at Voyage Home, but this kind of always had a lasting effect on me. That's my number three. Go KevBot3000. KevBot3000 over here, having himself a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My number three is First Contact. That's a good movie. It is the one with the Borgs, which we referenced earlier. I think the Borgs are easily one of the coolest Star Trek race of villains that I there think are. They're, I think they're one of the best sci-fi enemies. Yeah. 
They're one of the coolest villains. Uh, they're my personal favorite for villain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Picard is, again, a badass. Picard's the best. He usually is. Uh, I think Picard is the best. He's no Cisco, right, Maddie C? Fuck Cisco. Uh, Picard. Vinny and Picard, Jake. Uh, excuse me. Sir. Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah! It's it's Sir. He was knighted recently. He's a he movie dick and a half. <laughs> um, so really, what more can you ask for in a Star Trek movie than the best villain and the best captain? Mm-hmm. What can you ask for? Um, Alice Creed. This is the, the best, this is the best of the Next Generation movies, in my opinion. And it was actually the second highest grossing movie behind the new one. So until the 2009 one came out... Yeah. This, you know, this was the highest growth. Which is surprising because it seemed like Generations would be, because it was kind of the bridging gap between well, you'd think, generations. But, but yeah, no, first contact that's was, surprising. was the highest grossing. It was like 130, I think it was like 140 some. Yeah, it had to no. be over 133 because you right. told me that was the Right, it's 140 or 150 something. But, uh, you know, the new one made two plus. So yeah, um, but that I th- I think it was really, really good, and and that kind of the the best of the next generation kind of leads towards my top two. All right, and well, so my number two, give it to me, the one we just watched, Star Trek. That's a, it's two thousand and nine. It's my number two Star Trek movie of all time. Eat it, everyone, eat it. Um, as far as origin stories go, like I said, this is a lot of fun to watch, and it's a really they tie up all the ends. It's, it's well. good. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. Um, it's it's also the best looking Star Trek. You can't really fault the old ones for that, but it's well, easily. I can, but you yeah, can't. Okay. It's easily the best production quality, even though it seemed like Star Trek for a while kind of coined itself on bad production quality. But this was very good, and not only did it look good, but it was also I think told very well. Mm-hmm. Like the movie kind of unfolded in a very a very solid way. Um, it just made sense. It it was was very you know. I guess I don't know the word for it, but it just it made watching it very easy and made I keeping really, track of it very easy. I really really like that you picked Nemesis. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, I think that this movie. Did I really a, like that. Did it? <laughs> I did pick Nemesis. Captain Kirk. Chopping wood was close in Generations. He was chopping wood, but that yeah. sounds like a head joke. Not giving head, you know, not, you know, skiing, you know, with two people. It's just chopping wood. Right. Keep um, going, I'm sorry. The new Star Trek did the did a really good job of taking, you know, in my opinion, taking the, the old, the conventional Star Trek... Um, Evil alien race tries to destroy the world by going through the Enterprise approach mm-hmm. with also meshing the origin story and new characters and, you know, kind of a lot of good dialogue and character development. And it was really, really close to being my number one, but until another one is made, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I can't, no, I can't, I can't yeah, do yeah. it. I couldn't do it. So that's my number two. So you're number two. My number two is really offbeat. It's Star Trek, directed by J.J. Abrams. (laughs) All the people that complain about this movie, this movie's excellent, by the way. It saved you. It saved you. Star Trek was dead. 
It was it dead was. in the water. It Since was gone. O3. It was gone. And you know what? As a Star Wars fan, like, and I still like Star Trek a bunch, but Lucas could have not made the shitty, shitty things he called prequels, besides Episode 3, which was alright, and the last hour of Episode 2, which was pretty good, <laughs> and the Darth Maul, any Darth Maul scene in Episode 1, or any scene without Jar Jar, but he could have just made the original movies, and Star Wars would still have been 111 times more popular than Star Trek. Especially right now when it was dying. It was yeah. absolutely dying, and this guy came in and saved it. And I'm happy about that because I want to see more Star Trek films, especially if they look like this movie. Yep. So the people that are bitter about this, shut up. Yep. It's stupid. I can't believe that you're upset that someone saved what you you know, cherish. Yeah, exactly. This great movie point. was great, and I enjoyed it. It was fun. There's not a dull moment. It looks cool. It's the beginning there of There really some... isn't a dull moment in yeah. this entire movie. You're right. And there's, no, looked... there's no boring time. Like, and it, you're so and, right. And it's the beginning. Yeah. Which means there's more. Like, it wasn't like a farewell. This is the beginning. Which means that you can get excited about this kick-ass movie and that more is going to come after it with all these characters established. Yep. And most likely, all of them playing the same person again. Hopefully they tied them into contracts. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, I think for them, it was the success of this movie, they're going to want to do Yeah, probably. Stop bitching about it. Listen. It was an awesome movie, and it's going to keep going. Yeah. Be happy. Yep. That's my number two. Besides the fact that it was enjoyable, it was for that. Go okay. ahead, Kevin. Well, not, no, it's mine, but go ahead with what you're about to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's my number four. That's, 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 four one, that's the one thing I'm going to learn. Yeah. So no, it's time really, for my number really one, right? It's really good. Uh, actually, that's maybe the best defense of any pick you've ever had, I think. I just came up with it. I had no idea. I think, I I think that's the best defense of any movie. Well, I just got mad because it's like... Yeah. No, I think it is. It's like, listen, to be honest, Star Wars could have done nothing. And I'm a giant Star Wars fan. I'm a Star Trek fan also. Star Wars could have done nothing and it was still been held with high regard. I know. You're like half lap me. Hey, I'm, I'm talking. I know. Hey, yeah. I know. You're, you're making great points too. It's just... It's kind of like, why are you complaining about something that brought something back? Yeah. It's like it'd be like me complaining about Evil Dead Four, which is supposed to come out, that you know made three hundred mil at the box office, but it didn't. Ash seemed kind, kinda, <laughs> kind of dull in it. You know, he just yeah. didn't seem really as cool. It kind of pissed me off. I'm gonna go with my number one. Yep. Number one also includes the number one in it, and it's First Contact, by far the best movie I've ever seen. May I? Yeah, you know why? Got it. Because Next Generation. Has the best actors by far. You got Picard leading. Picard. Patrick Stewart is your leading actor. Sir Patrick Stewart. Sir Patrick Stewart's your leading actor. Your first officer is the director. Reading Rainbow <laughs> is on your staff. <laughs> For God's sakes. <laughs> you got the scientist from Independence Day driving your ship. What? The scientist? Jeff Goldblum? No. Oh. The other one that gets choked by the aliens. Brent Spiner. Data. 
Right. He, you know, yeah. they choke him and yeah, use up his uh, cords. Joke. Hell. Yeah. He is really good, actually. And don't re- don't forget that you're. Tra- oh, he's not even in this movie, but in Next Generation, the fuck kind of bib are you wearing? <laughs> and oh. Charlie O'Brien is the character in Con Air who has a Corvette with license plate ass kicker. That's ass kicker. Really, this movie's amazing. It has James Cromwell in it? It has the Borg in it. The Borg are the best. The Borg are the best. And this is and it has a great soundtrack. Right when it starts, this is awesome. And the the thing is that I just learned by reading about this that Lieutenant Barkley, who's in this movie way too much, but he's awesome because it's Neil McDonald and he gets killed or he gets assimilated. Well he gets killed. But yeah, that happens, right? Yeah. He was supposed to be the first gay Starfleet officer. Really? And they had scenes about it and they cut him out. But then the books later told, yeah, Barkley, gay. He wanted himself some Borg Borg nuggets, dude. Yeah, he wanted some (laughs) Borg cocks and BC, and I'm not talking about birth control. But this movie, to me, is just, it also has a time-traveling thing. Yep. Well, every Star Trek movie does. (laughs) It really does. Come on. But, I mean, I, it's kind of like, this movie just, to me, seems Really superior on the acting level. Like, yeah. it just... I mean, you got Patrick Stewart, James Cromwell. I can't even think of her name right now. The black girl in it. Alfre Woodard, um, who's been in, like, everything. And it's just... I don't know. It's a great movie. I could watch it. It's up there in Star Wars movie category as something I could watch all the time. I wow. really enjoy it. It is uh, good. It's fun to watch. And, um, Jonathan Frakes, good work. Good work, sir. Yeah, you need to not make Big Erection, if you made Big Erection. I don't know what you made, but it wasn't, it wasn't fucking First Contact. You're number one, sir. I'm just gonna say that this might have been the best, at least for me, my favorite of your top fives. (laughs) This might have been my favorite, because you made some passionate, great points about your wait till we get to star wars and i'm we aren't getting to star we're not getting wars, to yeah, that's, yeah. there's a good reason for that but your defense of your number two uh. was easily the i don't know that might be our best our next poll question <laughs> it, it just came out of nowhere the greatest i didn't know where it came your from pick that you've ever had i just got mad that people right. are mad that something but, saved them and listen i think your your defense of that is good and i think that I admire First Contact as your number one. All right. I admire it. However, I admire Nemesis is on your top five because a real man would have put it there. A real and man I didn't does put it, put it there. And I didn't. Nemesis I'm not a real man. is fun. Nemesis, right. And Nemesis barely beat out Generations, which is still a fun movie. And Nemesis made a lot of money. And Star Trek Next Generation is my favorite. And if they didn't make... Actually, that, Nemesis made not a lot of money, I don't yeah. think. Nemesis I had made like a, 60 mil. I had cheated my way into it to see it. Yeah. And there was no one there. But... Data. Uh, my number one is number two. Oh, you're gonna make Maddie C very happy. It's the Wrath of Khan. Well, it's 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 argued as the best. I definitely understand why. It has, here's, it here's, has a lot here's, going for it. Here's yeah. the thing, though. You can't have a first contact unless you have yep a Wrath of Khan because Star Trek One was it made a lot of money, 
but uh, most people shit. thought it sucked. And everyone says that if you're going to watch Star Trek, never watch number one. Yep. And so they made number two. And this was prob- probably reluctantly that they made it. They made number two, and number two was great. They went guts and glory on it. Number two was Khan. Not only is he, he probably the most... Rem- you know, probably the most memorable character, not only Besides because of the, Khan, but also the, because of the David Bowie labyrinth yeah, look. Yeah, the, the shoulder to vest. The David, yeah. yeah, the David Bowie look. Or the hair to vest, or yeah. shoulder to vest. I hope your vest touched your shoulder. Right. Weird. But it's it's also great. I mean, it made, you know, it made a good amount of money, but it honestly, it reinvented, or didn't reinvent, but it re-energized the franchise. Because the first movie really took a lot out of it. And a lot of people were like, uh, um... I paid money to see no. it. Yeah. But I'm not happy I did that. No? Yeah. yeah. No, but I mean, right, like, right. Yeah, the first one. And so they come back with the second one, and this was like make it or break it almost. Mm-hmm. And so they they made it, though. Because I think Wrath of Khan, it, it combines the best of Star Trek, which is that it takes the solid entertainment... Of, you know, the sci-fi, you know, entertainment. But it also yeah. merges that with the kind of sort of ridiculous comedy that, you know, the co- comedic relief, at least, that Star Trek is known for. Where, it and took, it was even it in took the, new the one. best. Well, I mean, it kind of took the best yeah. of the original series and put them together. It yeah, took the best. I think so, too. And I, I think it, it kept... It kept the Star Wars franchise from going down the tube. And Star Wars franchise? Star Trek. Star Trek. You know what I meant? That's number two. Star Wars That's franchise two. not going down too. If Jar Jar Binks can survive, and I'm yeah, not right. shitting on Star Wars. All right, so that's twice I've said Star Wars. Uh, Star Trek. Um, it it kept Star Trek from going down the tube, and it that's actually true. it actually started kind of that mini trilogy I was talking about, the two, three, four trilogy, mm-hmm. where. The reason of that the is two, because four, three trilogy is because Leonard Nimoy was actually told that this would be or Leonard Nimoy yeah, was under the impression last, that this yeah. was his last movie. That's why I mean that it really does. I mean they went like yeah, Spock nah yeah, and so they they kind of they pretended to kill Spock uh-huh. and then it was oh popular. hey <laughs> uh, the search for Spock came out and it's like wait Leonard Nimoy where are you at. Oh, can we call, can we call can we call this phone? We can't get a hold of him. Okay, let's not have him in this one. Let's not have him in number three. Okay, let's have him in number four. Well, they're searching for him. Let's oh, wait, wait, Spock. Will you please, Leonard? Please come back to There's the Star Trek franchise. There's whales. Please, yeah. And he comes back. It's like, oh, okay, finally. So you know, Spock dies for a while, but you know, whatever. He's gone um, for a while. But I think that this movie. Ended up being the best for both parties as far as Spock and the entire Star Trek, you know, franchise. I think that the fact that this actually, in a sense, resurrected the Star Trek franchise from mm-hmm. what it could have been, which is a two and out movie think, franchise. I, yeah, I think you're in total agreement with Maddie C. Yeah. Who was upset with me for that. He's like, this is the greatest reboot because it led to so many different things. You know what? Sometimes it's hard to pick between best and influential. Right. And to be honest, most of the things on my list would have not occurred without number two. It's true. But. That's why it's it number doesn't, one. It doesn't. But I mean, but for me, it doesn't mean that I think it's better. Right. That's true. You know? Yeah, that's true. So that's, that's just the difference. Yeah. I mean, that's just a different look at it because 
you can look at Rankin saying the most influential, or you could look at saying, well, yeah, it was influenced by this, but it was better, or I enjoyed it more. And right. that's kind of that's kind of where we differ. Right. But cool. This was the most coherent and fun top five I've had in a long yeah. time. Oh yeah. Give me a shout out. You know, I don't really have a shout out. Um, I think I was I was trying to cum- or trying to come up with shout outs mm-hmm. throughout the week, and you know, I kind of thought, eh, eh. I went to Sonoma this last week. This last weekend, Memorial Day weekend, and I was like, yeah, nothing really, nothing really comes Just to mind. Just shouting so at you. I actually have no shout-outs. No shout that's it? I have no, I mean, my shout-out may be to, uh, to, uh... Dennis Hall. Just give it to Dennis Hall. No, you gotta give a shout-out to... Oh, uh, yeah. Producer-funded shout-out uh, to Rue McClanahan, who unfortunately passed away along with... You know, Every other celebrity. John like, Wooden, yeah. John uh, Dennis Wooden, Hopper, as we are Gary talking Coleman. about. Gary Coleman. Yeah. They come in bunches, people. Yeah. Rue McClanahan passed away, and she was one of the Golden Girls. Um, and so, she was Blanche. Not so golden anymore. She was Blanche, and so the producer requests a shout-out to remember her. It is sad. I but mean, Betty White, is, Betty the White only, is the only one left. She's the only Golden Girl left. She's going to be alive for a while, that girl. She's keep yeah, on going. She's going to be alive for another 20 years. So, no more shout-outs? I really, I really don't have any. I mean, let me, let me see. Let me see. You do your shout out, and I'll see if I can come up with a shout out. Because I don't think I have. One. I mean, honestly, I've racked my brain. I don't think I have one. Um, I think I have a shout out. What did I write? Ah, this is to all the listeners out there. This is me talking to you. Yep. All twenty-seven voters and the more listeners. Is that you need to dream big, people. You really do. Because no matter what you dream, it's not going to come true. No matter what, your life's going to fucking suck and your heart's going to be broken. So please know that before you start dreaming. That's my shout out. I have a shout out now. (laughs) It's to to give it up on Lord of the Rings on our poll. Because Lord of the Rings does not deserve to win. So give it up. Yeah, that's if that's your dream, it's not going to come true. <laughs> give it up, people. If you love Frodo, your little Hobbit heart's oh, going to get broken. I do have. Uh, this just popped into my brain. Shout out to Attack of the Show. Uh, I just finally. I'm, well, unfortunately, when we moved into this place, we got Comcast. Unfortunately, because FiOS is so much better. But Boy, one thing Comcast so has nice. over FiOS is that it has G4 in HD. It has G4 and HD, and G4 and HD is awesome, and you know what else is awesome? Coming home, getting home at like 3 o'clock, doing work from 3 to 4, watching Attack of the Show from 4 to 5 while doing work. It's the best. I'm serious. It's the best. Attack of the Show is one of my most favorite shows. Good one. And uh, I guess I would like to give a shout out to that. So So you had shout outs overall. Yeah, well, I just kind of thought of it, but that's it. It's because I was watching TV. It's because we're watching G4 right now and the Living Daylights is coming on. And John Reese davies is in it. Yeah, dude. Sala! Yeah, dude. Gimli! Yeah. Alright. But that was our episode. So we'll uh, see you for Bond next week. We will. Yeah, we'll see you for Bond. Uh, in hopefully a few short days. Yep. Peace.